Hi, and welcome back. On today's show, we're going to start the snack with a semi-homemade, no-bake cake. And we have a special guest in studio who's going to be enjoying this with us. We're also going to be talking about something a little bit heavy. It's uh, the autism spectrum. Mark is going to lighten things up by sharing a classic song, and then we'll go to Paranormal Corner. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jana. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to ding that because that was... Hi. I don't know what we're doing on that one. I don't know. All right. So we have a we have a snack and we have an in-studio guest we do. to join us in the snack. We do. Want, in this you, time of introduce? COVID, every now and then we like push the boundaries <laughs> push and have someone in the office. All right. Yeah. Yep. We, Sorry, got, I was a little late on that job. That's okay. That's okay. It's never too late. All right. So you want to introduce our guest? Yes. We have uh, here in the office... With us, uh, Shadow Dancer <laughs> is her professional name, <laughs> but Claire <laughs> is the name she goes by when she's not working. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and actually, the reason um, Claire is here, uh, she's actually a very dear friend, but she's also a relative of mine. She's my niece. And um, as we've discussed on our previous show, I had to go and get like really a sack. And my family felt that it was a good idea to have people here to babysit me. So the Keep first... Keep an eye on you because you cannot be trusted alone it, Exactly, exactly. Right. So the first week I had one of my nieces, um, Caramilla, was here. And then um, Claire flew here all the way from Portland. Oregon. Oregon. There's two Portlands. That's Claire right there. Say, I think there's probably hello. more than two Portlands. Say hello to the listeners, Say hello, Claire. Claire. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Get a little closer to the microphone. Hello. Okay, there you go. Hi. This is All right, let's not do the breathy thing because uh it's already quite warm in this room and it I don't need it to be more warm. Yeah, if anything if things couldn't already be a little scatty wampus, my air conditioner is being kind of weird, so Right. And um, it's a good time to do it, you know, between when we're having a triple digit heat wave, uh, heat here in wave. California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Claire here, she's used to better Portland temperatures, and now she's Oregon. Here Portland, Oregon. Sweating her balls sense. off. <laughs> so. Anyway, right. well, let, let's get to the so snack. So let's talk about the it snack. Looks like if it's you guys, be yeah, 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 you're going to be having now a, a milkshake instead of ice cream. Woo-hoo. So here's here's what I thought was not a bad idea. I was thinking, okay, I want to do a snack, even though I'm like, you know, this bowl is hot on one side. It's it's a warm and it's thing. It's cold on the other. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> so what you have here is it's called a dump cake. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's a dump cake. All you do is you take... That sounds so appetizing. I know. You take the ingredients and you dump it into a crock pot so I didn't have to heat up the kitchen. Uh, So you've got some apple pie filling. You have spice cake. You have butter. It smells great. And caramel sauce. So I'm imagining, having never had this before, I'm imagining it's going to be quite sweet. So so here are the reasons. As I said, I wanted something that was easy. Something that like if you're feeling under the weather, but you just got to have some dessert. Right. Something you could do. Quite possibly, most of this you might have in your pantry anyway. You know, sometimes you have those little things in the pantry just right, in case. Right. These are kind of just in case things. Um, but also, it makes me think of fall because I long for fall. Because this is a, a fall <laughs> scent. Right. And uh, flavor, I would imagine. You guys go ahead and dig in if you want. Yeah, Claire, Claire eat. But I mean, I've, I've, 
I'd like to clarify, I don't have balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you already sweat them off. <laughs> so, it smells great. I, I, so I've never had this before. I've made a dump cake before many years ago, and it was actually something that you that I did in the oven, and I think there was like um, fruit cocktail involved in mm. this one. This I've I have not made before, but I don't know, apples and caramel. So And so it was a spice cake mix uh, that it called for. So that's what I made. My preference would be to put cream on this, but cream's not as pretty as ice cream for the for the money shot. So <laughs> so instead, <laughs> I did ice cream. So See, and to, I, to me, it's a little the cake's a little mushy. That's how dumb well are, is, though. Is that what it is? Well, and I mean, okay, you're putting in know. a crock pot, so I mean, you're going to have a kind of a different texture. So we also have, though, to wash it down. Besides the waters that we have, it's a bold unfiltered ginger kick brooklyn crafted ginger beer extra spicy i'm afraid i like it i think i know we should you start calling you ginger kick i love that idea <laughs> and then i can like work the show that you work shadow dancer yes <laughs> okay so i'm gonna open this little babe up so mark like I, I don't know that you know this claire but mark loves ginger yeah, I'm a big fan of ginger. Uh, yeah, and the spicier the better. So exactly because uh, I use it uh, for medicinal purposes. Actually, you know, years years ago, someone said, "Oh, if you if you eat ginger or if you drink ginger, it'll help settle your stomach." You know, and I'm like, "Well, and I don't real know. ginger, not like fake ginger Every, soda." Everyone knows that that you know knows about that, but I didn't know if it was old wives' tale or whatever. So I've done my own experiments. I'm a big fan of ginger beer. Was it a replacement for your marijuana use? <laughs> Is that how that works? Oh, my God. You kind of, uh, yes, you find another thing. Find another oh my uh, gosh. crutch. Yeah. Okay, so I took a sip of that. I was just kind of curious about it. I've had hotter. Okay, had yeah, hotter. So, I, so I carry it, uh, Claire, I have it regularly in my uh, in my pantry. Right. So when my stomach feels a little bit upset, I just down a ginger beer and I'm great. Or if I feel a cold coming on or something like that. I down one of those, and, and I don't know if it's psychosomatic only, but I think it actually has something to do with uh, kicking my system into defensive gear. That's right. You also add pecans. Pecans. In case you were thinking those were bugs or something. Now, wait a minute. Is it pecans or pecans? Depends on where you're from. Claire? Pecans. Pecans is just weird. Also, does ginger beer help with the cravings, Mark? <laughs> Would you like- <laughs> Uh, Claire is here to ruin my reputation. <laughs> I don't know what that reputation is, but... Okay, so I'm not mad at that. Yes, it has the texture that you would expect from a dump cake. Um, so it's it's not going to be the same, people. Because there is a, a cake mix, a spice cake mix. You would normally add some oil and eggs and bake it in the... I was going to say bake it in the refrigerator. <laughs> Oven. But when, but so it ends up being kind of like a crumble, but so this ginger beer to me tastes like, um, a, like hotel room that has been smoked in. Mm. I can, I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's dry. It's drier than the, the, uh, I need to try this again. So I usually do Reed's ginger beer. What drugs are you taking? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) I do Reed's ginger beers, the brand, and they have different. They have a stronger ginger beer, an extra ginger beer. 
This one is has a little more sparkle to it. It's almost is, a little fruity. Which which is what to me. you usually call when you say it's a dry drink. It has more bubbles to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I you know what? I'm kind of with Claire. There's there's something, you know what? Let me see. There's something dirty about it. See, to me, there's something almost. Um, it's the citric acid that I'm tasting. I was going to say something almost uh, well bright, brighter than I would expect it to be. Does it have like essence of ashtray as well? You know what? I think it does. <laughs> I don't taste it. You don't taste that part no. of it. No. You know no, what? Look at look at look at what it says on the label. Brooklyn crafted. <laughs> you cannot trust that. It, it's like crafted in some Brooklyn apartment. Okay, so three, for all of our Brooklyn listeners, cigarettes. you can send your complaints to Mark Root and Claire LaFond. Or you can you can call us at nine zero nine five seven two zero two seven eight. That just really, let them know. I think you know, you nailed it with the cigarettes and the ashtray. This is this is like licking an ashtray, and you and you don't taste it. It just tastes like, um, it tastes to me like somebody took ginger ale and mixed it with 7-Up. An ashtray? I don't seven know. <laughs> maybe your taste buds are going out. Maybe you're, maybe you're starting to get the... Well, I'll tell you, when we had a get-together the other night, um, there, was a, there was a soda here that probably a lot of you will be Keep familiar talking, with. I'm going to eat more of the dump cake. It's called um, Cactus Cooler, and it's a... It's a citrusy, orangey soda. I'm not really... Uh, pineapple, pa- right? Pineapple okay. orange. Mm-hmm. And uh, it tasted really weird to me. And so I, I don't know if it's the antibiotics or what, but I do think that my taste buds are a little wonky right now. Mm. Because unless it happens to be, it was my can of soda, something tasted, I didn't taste the fruit part of Cactus Cooler. And I used to love Cactus Cooler, but it tasted odd to me. So it could be. Everything right now is a little wonky with me. <laughs> Did I mention I've been sick? <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you. Okay, so now instead of just doing the little nibble bite yep. of the dump cake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm shoveling it in with big clumps of ice cream. This is great. And you're getting the pecan- the pecans. Pecans. And it's kind of more like a cobbler. Right. In texture. Right. right. It is. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. I don't know it that is. there's any way you guys to keep get doing the, the show. I'm going to eat this. I don't <laughs> know that there's any way to get that true cobbler crunch other than you do have the nuts in there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, you could, I was thinking, okay, you could take a little bit of maybe, um, like the quick cooking oats and mix it in with the cake mix on top if you wanted to add a little bit more of a fall oaty texture. But because it's in a crock pot, it's never going to fully like brown or anything. It's in a oh, crock right, pot. Right, right. But it, we're, we're having fall, fall right here, autumn in a bowl. Wow, this is great. And not your <laughs> kidney stone, autumn. Not not that autumn. So, okay, so I, I, Wait, on, our last, yeah, on our last show, I, I failed to mention... Okay, so we, we have talked before about how I don't have children. I, I have not had children. Right. But I had said, have, have said for many years that if I ever had um, a girl, so, so most of you probably also know that I'm a redhead, and I thought, well, if I have a red-haired girl, I want to name her Autumn. And if I had a boy, I wanted to name him Ethan Taylor. Well, so because this kidney stone is incredibly large and it's stuck... <laughs> I've now come to think of the kidney stone as my son, and its name is Ethan Taylor. And they've also told me that I have a couple of other kidney stones hiding up in there, but they're much smaller. I got to see a picture of them. So those are Cinnamon and Autumn. So now you know the the story. (laughs) Which are also, when they grow up a little, are going to be part of my show. Yes. (laughs) Wait, your show? Oh, that show. 
Mm. Right. And they can keep those names. They don't even have to have a stage name. Totally. Right. And then um, Ethan Taylor, you'll have a job for him too, right? He can be the bouncer. Okay. Folks, I don't even know what world we're in right now, but I tell you, I am in a room with a couple of crazy people. Well... Oh, you knew what you were getting into. The weird weird doesn't fall far from the tree, that's for sure. That's why why Claire and I have gotten along so well for so many years. She and I used to also be roommates. Wow. Indeed. Yep. This is great, this dump cake. Like I said, that ginger beer. Yeah. It says extra spicy on it. It's not. It's Mm -mm. spicy. I did taste a little bit of spice. But that may have been the uh, end of the cigarette. <laughs> no, so I still, still don't get cigarette, but maybe hairspray. Hmm. Maybe a little bit of maybe hairspray. It's hairspray and cigarette. <laughs> By the way, that was my punk rock band name. Hairspray and cigarette. <laughs> okay, so now I have to try a little bit. You guys have as much of this um, as you want. I, I got to try this again and see I've what I I've had enough I was going to say, I'm good. It's kind of weird because, I mean, you smell it and it just smells like ginger ale. It does. Right? Smell the can. Right. Smell it. No, I, no, I, just... <laughs> I don't know. I'm still getting hints of ashtray. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is so I don't get it, yucky. you guys. Well, so for those of you that are dying to know, again, just look for Brooklyn Cat Crafted Ginger Beer. Extra spicy. Made with real ginger. If you remember high school and you kissed someone who smoked and you missed that feeling of licking an ashtray, be sure to pick one of these up. Because nobody kisses people who smoke after high school? No, because you learn. Because you just learn. <laughs> Do people still smoke? That's the weird thing is I don't even see it that much anymore. Come to Portland. Oh, okay. Actually, you know what? Go to a casino. Oregon. Go to a casino. There are, yeah. but there are plenty of people who smoke. That's that's still a thing. And the worst thing, so everybody, again, okay, so now, you know what, now we're going to sound like awful, horrible prudes. I, I hate it here, especially in California, but really anywhere. But I'm, if, if you weren't aware, we're on fire right now. We're surrounded by it. There's right. fires every place. And you do periodically see somebody flick their cigarette butt out a window just when they're driving down. And oh, you're just right. thinking, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Unbelievably frustrating. I have actually seen someone flick a cigarette out into a dry field and it started on fire and I called 911 and I got out there and tried to stomp it thank goodness someone showed up Did with a fire on extinguisher it? no I, you know what I didn't dang it Mark I'm surprised because I drink water all the time I know <laughs> did you stop drop and roll but, uh, <laughs> wait are we still talking about the fire <laughs> but maybe Mark's a shy peer but because of that it got uh Oh, wait a minute. Wait, what? who is not a shy peer? Well, I shouldn't say that. I've seen a non-shy peer before. I remember one time uh, One time I was at the, uh, a gas station. I was going around the corner at a gas station, the Arco. Well, now it's not an Arco. Yeah, anyway. And there was actually a gangsta, Hispanic gangsta, Mexican gangsta, out there. He just got right out there. You know where they have the... the monument sign for the numbers are for the gallons and all yes. that stuff yep. and how much yep. everything is and they have a little planter yeah he actually stood there in broad daylight whipped it out and peed right there yeah i, I see things like that when i'm working well i mean i see all and, kinds and of things but, but he wasn't like a homeless guy or anything he was just like he, he, you know he was a hispanic gangster that's right mm. 
He did not care. Because only gangsters can do that. Well, he had the gangster pants, the dress, and he had the tattoos all over his shaved head. He was wearing the pants and a dress. <laughs> I've never seen a gangster wearing a dress. <laughs> we have seen a guy on TV wearing a dress to bed, though. Just thought I'd share that. <laughs> he says they're more comfortable. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad that you like this. I, you guys, so I'm going to keep just kind of nibbling on this on and off here and there. Yeah. Well, I finished mine because I'm going to I'm going to talk about the next thing that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Is uh, I have a classic song to play for you two. Okay. That I've chosen because I think you both will know it, even though you know I, you two were into different music than I was back in mm-hmm. the day when we were younger. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think this is pop popular enough that you should know what it is. You, Mark you, and I crossed over a little bit, and I, I crossed say, over a little with Claire. Yeah, I was going to say you both like, like liked Def Leppard. Oh, yeah. You, wait. Wait a minute. Crossed over. You don't like Def Leppard? I cannot stand Def Why Def am Leppard. I in the room with this person? <laughs> they're, they're, you know. What? Some people just don't get it. I... Uh, right, we get, get it. To your mic, Claire. You're getting too far away there. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh well, anyway, so this is a rock song. It was a pop rock song. And I want you to listen to it and uh, see if you can identify it. Okay. Rick Springfield? Live? Yeah. Claire, do you recognize it? When love affair ain't fair, it ain't no fair to me. It's all give and take, and you just take. But this isn't Rick Springfield. Me and my friends will be just fine. I've done everything for you. You've done nothing for me. All right, I'm going to stop it there. Okay. And I have to fan myself. Claire. Claire, are you familiar with the song? I am, yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's singing it? Well, apparently Rick's... Oh, singing it now? Yes. Now, I did trick a little bit. I put, I made... This is a live version of yeah, the song. Yeah. So it would be not as obvious. Um, not Prince. <laughs> I'll have to listen more carefully to see if it's actually him, and I'm just not familiar enough with what he sounds like live. All right, let's listen to a little, little more of it. Okay. How much you really care? It's a whole lot of money. It's just jiving, honey. Thank you. That's not Rick Springfield. No, it's not. Holy cow! So this is a mystery. Yeah, and and who would do a Rick Springfield song? Uh-huh. Now here's the one you're probably more familiar with. This right. is the radio version. Yeah. Rick. Unfortunately, I can't turn it up very much right here. This is, like I said, this is the radio version. Love affair ain't fair, it ain't no affair 
give and take and Come on, Claire, sing along. You know the song. She's too young. <laughs> I know the chorus. <laughs> Me and my friends will do just fine. I've done everything for you. You've done nothing for me. I've done everything for you. You've done nothing for me. Okay. Let me just, I just have to interject here. Go ahead. I did a talent show. Yeah. And we did, we covered this song. Right. And I was Rick. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What did you wear? Polyester uh, pistachio green pants and a black and white striped shirt with a pink floral, very bold, very wide tie and a black curly wig. Wow. And I was hot. Wait, black curly wig? <laughs> I'm looking at the video here. Rick Springfield has parted hair. He had the feathered Well, I mean, I was hair. poor and I got what I could find at Goodwill. So. <laughs> and my microphone was a stick with a styrofoam ball on top. <laughs> and it was all an all-female band, and we were... Is there a picture of that? There is. I'll try to find it. You need to dig that up. I we do. need to post I do. that. I Look do. under your bed. Right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll try that. Because as you know, folks, we do have our pictures that we post on Facebook. We have an album there that we post. We have a, a different uh, photo album for every single one of our shows. And the more I think of it, the more I think it was actually a pink shirt. I don't want to be a liar. <laughs> So be sure to check that because we put pictures up all week yep, yep. to add to the show to uh, get people to engage and uh, have sorts of ideas. So, okay, now I back to the song. The song is I've Done Everything For You. Yeah. Rick Springfield is the one who you know from the, the radio. studio version. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Are you ready for me to blow your mind? Are you going to tell me or am I going to do I, do I guess? You still get to guess. Okay, okay. But it's going to blow your mind. And I know you know this artist. Oh, see, now I feel like it's right on the. Claire, you have any guess at all? Not Prince. Okay, okay. Was it? Was this live version around the same era? Uh, yes. Sammy Hager. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. You get clapping from me and the bell Woo. ringing. That's pretty good. You're pretty, well, you I kept hearing the, the smoky part of his voice, right, and it's like, right. I know that. And there's a little bit of the screamy part of it. Right. And I was like, how could she not? Because I know you are so... I am it's so the right impressed. Right era. Thank, you. Thank I, you. How often do I tell you that? All the time. I, <laughs> <laughs> No, he's he does not dole out the compliments. I don't. I'm not very good. So at that. yeah, I know he means it when he says it. Wow! Wow! That's right. That's right. And that was a live version, so it was you know different than the studio. So version. I feel a little bit like a cheater, and let me tell you why. Okay. Okay. So Sammy Hagar has a show on on cable. Don't remember what it's called. The Red Rocker interviews rock people or something. Right. And. He interviewed Rick Springfield. Well, I don't know when he did it, but I watched it uh, like within the last seven or eight months. Okay. And they looked like they had just met for the first time and they were jamming. It was so awesome. They're jamming in Rick's studio. 
And I'm thinking, wow, they should make something happen. These guys sound great. Well, since that time, I follow them both on Instagram, and they now have like a vodka that they're into together. They've got a product. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, hey, that must have like, you know, brought them together and decided, hey, we got something in common, rock and roll. And anyway, so and I started thinking, wait, <laughs> so now I'm wondering, hmm, maybe, maybe, I don't, he had to have at least gotten permission for that, because I think that Rick wrote that song. So I don't think you can just... Are you ready? I, I still haven't blown your mind. Wait, there's more? Sammy Hagar wrote the song. <gasps> oh. It was his song. You know song. what? So now... He recorded oh it gosh. first. It was on his album. And Rick Springfield made a pop hit out of a song that hardly did. got radio play. Off of Sammy Hagar's album. I wonder how that made Sammy feel. Well, you know what I mean? If he's getting money for it. I'll tell you how it made it. him feel. Because I learned about this when I went and saw Sammy Hagar in concert in 1982. Okay. And, you know, we had halfway decent seats back then. I think it was festival seating where you uh, stand in line all day and get the best seat you can. Yes. And Sammy Hagar came on. He goes, okay, I'm going to do this song. It's my song. I wrote it. And this other guy, who's much better looking than me, made a big hit about it. I mean, Sammy's all right. Yeah. He's got white teeth, and they're very nice, but right. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, no, he, he knew. And he right. said that to the crowd, and then he went and played, I've, got, I've done everything for you, you've done nothing. And I was like, what? That's Sammy so, Hagar's you know song? So now I have to listen to it with new ears and think, okay, does this remind me of a Sammy song? That changes things, doesn't it? So did you need more substance than white teeth? I do. <laughs> because when I, I think of substance, I think of Rick Springfield. <laughs> do you? <laughs> do you dream about him at night? No, that was Sean Cassidy. Or do you wish that you could be Jesse's girl? <laughs> well. So there you go. That's my, that's my musical song, classic song presentation. Whoa, Sammy dude. Hagar Whoa. wrote and recorded the song. And then I think it was a couple years later. Rick Springfield, I'm not sure what the story is. I'm sure yeah, the yeah. studio, the uh, album, or I'm sorry, the uh, record company had something to do with it. Said, hey, let's get this this soap opera actor. Because, right, that's what Rick Springfield was? Uh, first, right. he's from Australia. And every now and then when you listen to him talk, you'll hear a little bit of the Aussie come uh, through. I did not know that. And in the maybe late 60s, early 70s, he had a cartoon here. He was a floating rock star guy with a guitar. And this is while he was still an Aussie. Wow. We need to look all this up and we'll post some stuff wow. on the, on the page. I did not know any of that. He is actually an was, Aussie and had a cartoon. But I just remember back in the early 80s when he came out, it was, it was, he was a soap opera star. He was on General Hospital, that, Noah that Drake. Gave, I mean, I think, I don't know. I would have to look this up, but I think. That they gave this song to, someone gave the song to, and yeah. that's what, you know. Yeah. I, I think this came out before. Jesse's, Jesse's girl. girl. I wonder. This was his breakout song. I, I didn't do enough research. <laughs> so all of his bio, Jenna. Yes. Did you get that information from like an issue of Tiger Beat? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Well, I had the album with Jesse's girl, and I've done everything for you, and yeah. those were the only two songs I listened to on it. I mean, I'm kind of slightly aware of the others, but yeah, the, I there was I, I wore a groove, more of a groove in the albums for those and like i said i covered it in a talent show and we won <laughs> we won all right well well that's 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 what i have that was uh are we gonna listen to more are we done no we're we're done oh, did you okay. want to hear a little more okay now i'm gonna 
See now, knowing. Now it's obvious, right? Now it's so obvious it's Sammy. Right there, especially. Yeah. Oh, that's so Sammy. See, now it's even more impressive that I got it before that. I agree. I've done everything for you. I mean, that's, you know what? That's a great version. How sad for him that, you know. He got money for it, I'm sure. I'm sure. So Rick ends it differently. Let's hear the end of Rick's. All right. So now uh, something, you know, we're, we're inland Southern California. Sammy Hagar is inland Southern California. He's from Fontana. Fontana, you guys. That's yeah. like one of the hoods here. In- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This this version is longer. On the town tonight to get loose. Loose. (laughs) He's getting wild. You're getting loose. I'm getting loose over here. (laughs) Oh, loose. There's the loose part. And hi, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it all in the circle here. (laughs) You're done. He was so hot. Get ready for this. Yeah. Wow. Zero. Nada. <laughs> Good times, Mark. That's right. a great choice. Good. So Glad I just to, just to tell you, I haven't done this yet, and this is kind of pimping it if I end up doing it. So I don't know how... Th- how this came up but he and i were talking about music and i was he asking I, him about me. mark and i sorry you mark, know mark, audio, not right? rick and i i that don't was have balls <laughs> <laughs> uh the cure came up mm-hmm. and i said you know love cats love cats mm-hmm. and he's like i i don't know so i've been thinking i need to bring that on here because yeah. how can you not love love cats i would know the cure yeah i know she would know, know the cure would. i yeah. know the kind of music that you two like together and i have no idea it, i mean i'm kind of a love crossover because of my nieces and and the, when we were all roommates i mean there was more of the alternative kind of music that right. i heard more of um post-punk new wave there, bands. yeah yeah so i can uh, some of it some of the stuff that claire listens to i'm like yeah it's all right but there are some that I definitely enjoy more than others. Just like probably a lot of the stuff that she knows because of me is probably more like nostalgia rather than I love this. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it because I love you, darling. Exactly, honey bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, let's get to the next one. Should we subject? get into something kind of deep? And yeah, let's, let's, I mean, uh, it's let's not depressing, it. actually. No, it's um, not. So I've not had yet. no, no. It's not depressing. We'll make it that way, though. No, I just think it's actually really interesting because I find out talking about autism and people who are on the spectrum. I had a, a conversation with um, a mutual friend of all, all of ours, uh, Russ in England. He has a nephew who is on the spectrum, and we we were discussing what it was like for this young man growing up and now he's at university he's doing great he has great grades and we were just discussing how how the the transition for him um in his growing up years we started to think that i'm not even sure if if 
he's on a spectrum um, or are we all on the spectrum? And so therefore, does that cancel out a spectrum if we're all on it? It's just that we all have different personalities and different quirks. And so then Mark and I have discussed this before, this same thing. And then a couple of nights ago when Mark was over here and um, Claire is here and also my other niece, Kara, we talked about this some more because of people that you observe and you, that maybe they haven't been diagnosed, but you wonder, and and we've wondered that about themselves. I'm very ext- extroverted at times, or sorry, introverted, and have, um, <laughs> sorry, we guys, we just had a light go out. A light, light <laughs> We're not even at paranormal corner, corner yet, yet, and it's already started. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to, I was very curious about it and I looked it up and we're not the only ones who've had this discussion. There are many articles, there've been um, studies done in the New Yorker. Uh, It says here that Nora Ephron wondered, is every man uh, or woman in America somewhere on the spectrum? Um, Who is Nora? I think think she's an editor, I think. I know the name. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I I totally know who it is. I should have looked it up and told you. I know the name. Yep. I, I have something right here I can look up with. I'll do it at some point. She says, every producer on it, every eight-year-old boy who's obsessed with statistics, are they on it? Sometimes when we say um, that there's someone who's kind of a jerk, that they must be on the spectrum. Right. Uh, are they, or if they're a pathological narcissist, blah, 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 blah. So she says that some people have surmised because Mitt Romney um, could be kind of robotic and had a, a hard time with uh, getting his point across which sometimes i too do too like right now right um (laughs) they wondered if mitt is on the spectrum they wondered if obama's on the spectrum see okay so this is this is where to me it gets down to uh, to me in our modern era there are a lot of parents that in my opinion wear it as a badge of I don't know if it's virtue signaling or a badge of honor that their kid is on the spectrum. Hey, now. I have a lot. I know. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm generalizing. But a lot of parents think that is. Oh, my kid's special because he's on the spectrum or he's on the, you know. And I just see that becoming something that gets through our culture. Like, oh, is Mitt Romney on the spectrum because of this? Is Obama on the spectrum because of this? The way he speaks in the somewhat staccato way, but, he, but he's still a fluent speaker. I, I just don't think that, I think that a lot of it is people looking for something, looking to attach a name or something to it. Do you think that that, do you think that there isn't a spectrum or do you think that there are too many people on the spectrum? I think there is a spectrum. I mean, certainly there's, there are certain uh, uh, mental conditions, if you will, uh, behavioral conditions that are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, extreme enough that everyone recognizes it, but I see a lot of people that uh, self-diagnose their kids. Okay. And then they treat them a certain way, and I see it more of a nurture versus nature, where they self-diagnosed their child, and then they treat them specially. And now that, that kid doesn't get the regular exposure to everything else, because yeah, I think they're... sometimes It's kind of like the helicopter parent. True, yeah. And because of that, they uh, the kid has strange behavioral issues, not because necessarily because of what is going on in their brain, but what they've been taught about themselves. And treated differently, you mean, too. So do you think, Jack, my son, 
what, what are your thoughts? Because he's been um, diagnosed with Asperger's. Right. Uh, Have you been around him enough? I, I think I've been around him enough. Have you I, seen him dance? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jack went to the Elaine Binnis School of Dancing. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Um, I, you know what? In case Jack hears this, I don't want to talk about it. I, I, Jack's a terrific kid, mm -hmm. but I've never yes. actually thought about it in that way. I know mm -hmm. he's very bright and he's very smart, but he mm -hmm. also comes from a very bright and smart dad. His mom, she's not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't have balls. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but in, in general, I see a lot of people diagnosing their kids and they're kind of like, oh, well, my kid has this. Oh, yeah, well, my kid. Now it becomes a topping thing. Everyone's trying to top each other on it. And I think that, as you mentioned, we all have strange behaviors and mm -hmm. stuff like that that mm -hmm. could be on the spectrum. The spectrum is The spectrum wide. is a spectrum. That right. is absolutely true. And Whoops. Okay. What's that? Sorry. Oh, my phone fell. The trap Sorry. door. It was my, it was my stench. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Oh, wait. No, that was Ethan. Ethan! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, as I was saying, the spectrum is a spectrum, and everyone who's on the spectrum is a little bit different. How I tend to view the spectrum is um, I think they tend to experience things a little bit differently, and um, so they're reactions or ability to cope with some of the things that are no big deal for you know people who are not on the spectrum right is it's different like for my son when there's a lot of energy or commotion it's almost as if he has to meet that and he gets really wound and wild and crazy right um which i think carries over into his dancing style <laughs> <laughs> um but but also i know that when there's a lot of people um he also, if there's a way to retreat, he will. And he'll go find a quiet place and just stay there by himself. But even as a young child, I could tell something was different. But he wasn't diagnosed until second grade. Mm -hmm. um, but I could tell something was different with him. And um, he was late with talking, late with walking. But also, he just had um, weird sensory things um, which is, a, which is a thing, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. certain things that don't, that aren't comfortable or, or, um, yeah. Yeah. And he never slept well, which is apparently a common thing among spectrum. Which would people. probably cross over to ADD too, because the brain can't, and those two cross over. And again, I know, I know, it, I know. It, again, it's a thing that affects a lot of people Yeah, in, in, in the sense, and uh, like what you're saying, certain things that bother him and stuff. I, so years and years ago, when my kids were still in school, uh, one of my kids was a part of the, I think they called it the GATE, GATE program, yeah. Gifted and Talented mm -hmm. Education. Uh, they called it something different when I was a kid. I was, a, I was an MGM student. They called us mentally gifted minors. <laughs> Talk about having a superiority <laughs> complex when you're a kid. They tell you that and you're like, oh yeah? Is it a wonder, Claire? Yeah. <laughs> Now that you hear that, wonder what, how my behavior is. Is it the way I'm is. looking at you right now that betrays me? <laughs> You're going, oh, they started him young telling him he was smart. Uh, and I remember the testing I did in kindergarten and all that stuff. But anyway, so I went to a, a seminar they had for the GATE program when my, my son was in, 
uh, I forget what grade he was in. Must be, I think it was grade school, though, fifth or sixth grade. And the lady gets up there, and one of the things she said is, you know, they, they have sensitivities that are like this. For instance, uh, they don't like the feel of a sweater because mm-hmm. a sweater is so harsh. And I, and I was just like going, that's me. I hate sweaters because of the feeling. Yeah, and yeah. The thing. I don't anyway, like it was just itchy. so funny that she was talking about some of the things and the patterns that I was recognizing in myself mm-hmm. when I was actually there, supposed, supposed to be recognizing those in my son. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so th- there you go. This may sound like a odd question, but did you ever struggle socially? <laughs> Did I? I, I uh... Other than now, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not necessarily. I, I, I have other other issues in my life that we've. Uh, I think we discussed on my show about uh, like grandparents and me being a, my, my sister being treated like an only grandchild and mm. stuff and the things like that that made me want to get more attention from people. So mm. I was probably louder and stuff like that. That I can believe. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So because of that, I don't, I mean, you know, I didn't know how to talk to girls, you know, when I first got interested in girls. But, but that's, I think that's, that's, like that's normal. normal. Yeah. 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 And, you know, but like Jana said, there, or, or like you said about your son, uh, there are times when I'll be in a room full of people. It's like, you know what? This is too much. I need a quiet place. I need to get away, step outside. But. But I see, think that that's also, also an, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's really a combination of things because honestly, now that I've been around a son who's on the spectrum, I can recognize it right. like right away um, just by certain demeanor, behaviors, etc. Um, you know, one thing I want to emphasize, though, is with my son, I've always been careful to, I don't view it as a disability. I mm-hmm. view it as um, a difference in the way their brain operates and thinks. Right, mm-hmm. right. And because so many of our spectrum friends are um, very, like you said, very gifted and very intelligent, it's just they tend to be hyper-focused on whatever it is that they're into. And um, it's very hard for them to fit the uh, model of school and so there was probably a time when they were just considered, you know, uh, problem children in the classroom and mm-hmm. behavioral mm-hmm. problems. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, well, see, I had that. And I honestly, I think part of it was because they called it the MGM program. And they told me that when I was a kid, mentally gifted, I, I did finish all my work before everyone else in the class. And instead of sitting there, I would be disruptive. I was disruptive in the class. But it was, it was the fun disruptive for the most part. I did get thrown out a couple of times. That's another thing is my son has struggled with, you know, assimilating in the classroom. And um, for a while, he would um, shout out just banana randomly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hmm. What was the other one? There was another one. And his teachers were just like, you know, we don't, we've asked him that if he needs a break to go out of the room. Right, right. But yes, he just will randomly spout words. <laughs> I never did that. I, I was a class clown, basically. But I was the class clown that got his work done first. I wasn't the class clown that went through school just, failing yeah. all yeah. my classes because I was a class clown. I got the work done and I was bored. So and you were disrupting all the other people. Exactly. 
So listen to this. It says before 1981 in 2000, children was thought to be autistic. By 2007, the Centers for Disease Control were reporting that one in 152 American children had it, uh, were somewhere on the autism spectrum. Two years later, the CDC updated the ratio to one in 110. This past March, and this um, uh, article is a couple years old, um, CDC revised the number upward again to one in 88, one in 54 if you count just boys who are five times as likely to have um, be somewhere on the spectrum as girls. A South Korean study from last year put the number higher at one in 38, and in New Jersey, according to the latest numbers, <laughs> an improbable New one. New Jersey is a completely separate world. One in 29 boys is on the spectrum. Hmm. Some people, I, so I was reading up on this, and there is a person who wrote a, a different article than this one who was saying, by uh, by by thinking that we might all or many of us be on the spectrum or all of us be on the spectrum, which makes us all actually normal again, uh, we're just all unique in our own way. You might think that, well, that's a good way to look at it. We're all unique in our own way. Right. But this person said it kind of cheapens the idea of being on the spectrum because less people would be apt to get read up more and, and get the support they need. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so they don't know that that's the, a good way to look at it. And I certainly wouldn't want to say that or think that and have someone who truly has gone through all the testing and is diagnosed to think where I'm thinking, I think I'm probably on it too. We're all... We're all on the spectrum. We're all okay. <laughs> Thank you. Go. I, I was going to say that um, I think that, uh, um, what was I thinking? <laughs> so we're all on the spectrum, and is it cheapen it or lessen it? Oh, I remember what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. So when you are reading off the statistics, uh -huh. um, it's interesting because they have found that they're, it's really much harder to diagnose girls than boys. Interesting. Because it manifests much differently in girls than boys. They Yeah. It's, but I think it all will come down to that they're, all, they're a little bit awkward and just a little bit different so and we're, we're going to move on here in a moment but i'm curious because you have more experience in this than mark and myself what do you see as the benefits of having your child diagnosed as opposed mm. to not being really sure does it change how the schooling is done do you find yes. a different kind of curriculum that works you know it's not a different curriculum he's doing the he's all in he's in and all the you know, normal classes, mm -hmm. although he does have an additional class that um, is basically his executive function class mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that keeps him organized. Good. Um, and so that's very helpful. But within his normal classes, he has um, uh, some variation on how he goes about getting things done. Okay. And, you know, getting to take tests in a quiet room. Yeah. And um, and he has the ability to take breaks if he's feeling like, okay. you know, yeah. overwhelmed. Okay. So, um, no, there are definitely things that have made it a lot easier on him. And because, like I said, I feel like a lot of the kids, especially in the day and age that you guys and myself went to school, mm -hmm. it would have just been considered a behavioral problem. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I think it's really helpful to be able to get that diagnosis 
so you can give them the support they need to allow them to be successful. Yeah. Very good. I agree. I agree. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Do the trapdoor thing again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ethan dropping. Oh, <laughs> right. That is our sound. It is time for Paranormal Corner. And the reason we have Paranormal Corner, well, actually, the reason we have Claire on the show, as well as she's... She, Besides the fact she that she's delightful. Is, and so witty, too. I was just going to say delightful. I swear I was going to wow. say that. Wow. See, it really is like paranormal in wow. here today. How say, could that happen? Aside from the fact that we she did actually a show. is a delightful person. She really You're is. You're so she kind, Mark. We did a show testing whether or not he's psychic. I think we all know. We all know now. I guess so, but the I last guess. test we did didn't work out. <laughs> that last one. No, I mean, there were, you know. <laughs> because you'd have to be psychic to know that. Except, so, especially you, Mark, because <laughs> I abuse you so much. <laughs> so aside from Claire being uh, delightful in real life, she's yes. here because she's been staying with Jana for yeah. uh, a few days here. And you actually have had some paranormal stuff happen just within that short period. Frankie. So, uh, and you actually said there was some that happened today as well right that i'm not aware of yeah i don't know that Are it's paranormal sure? but it's kind of weird right. in light of what happened well let's to let's claire. recap but let's go through and claire i'm gonna have you start you tell me about your phone call that you told me about the other day mm -hmm. and and uh, we'll ask questions we'll go back and forth jana was with you and and so why don't we start with that go ahead and tell okay. us about your call uh so i had made a call to what i thought was my husband's mobile phone and it was picked up and it sounded like my son and he asked, Mommy, where are you? And I said, remember, I'm in Southern California. And he's like, I miss you. When are you coming home? And then just started crying and talking. I couldn't understand. So I was trying to comfort him, right. trying to you know, talk him through it, and then lost the connection. Okay, now let me stop you here. Now, Jana, you were, you were in the same room with her. I was You're in the same room, yes. Right. Yeah. And, and you heard? I heard her. She was... Um, it was actually very sweet. She was talking very softly and saying, you know, what, honey, I can't understand. Are you okay? You know, she's just um, obviously trying to be comforting. Right. And concerned about yep. what was going very, on. Very, very concerned. Could you hear the voice on the phone? Mm -hmm. I could hear the voice. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> yep. I, I, could, I wasn't sure who you were talking to. I could hear the voice. Could you hear that the voice was... Uh... It sounded like a child. I mean, it didn't sound like, you know, one of her sisters or her father or husband. Right. It sounded just like my son. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Now continue. So, you, so yes. the call dropped. Yes. And so I um, call, I tried calling my husband's number again, thinking that, you know, Jack was right there. Right. <clears throat> and it went to... Wait, so, so wait. The first, the first number you called was your husband's cell phone. Yes. And then that call got dropped. Yes. So you called the same number again. Okay. Correct. Correct. <clears throat> and so it went to his voicemail, which is really common when he's in a meeting or whatnot for work right right um so i was like okay i'll call the home phone so but it I, was let me let me stop you so that was sure. kind of strange though because you had just called this number and talked to your son as if your mm -hmm. son had picked up your husband's phone right and then that phone call got dropped you call back and instead of your son picking up again it went to voicemail correct so mm -hmm. that part of it is odd but the fact that normally when you call your husband he could be in a meeting, so Correct. go straight to voicemail. So that didn't concern you. So then you decided, well, I'll call home to check up on the kids because that's yes. clearly because your husband doesn't take your son to work with him, right? No. No. My and my husband is working from home right now. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So you, you decided to call the home phone to find out what was going on. Okay. So I called the home phone and Jack actually picks up and he was like, hi, mommy. And did not sound at all distressed. And I was like, are you, are you okay? And he's like, yes. Why? Because I just got a call from you crying and you sounded very upset. And he said, no, I didn't. And, and uh, then he was like, well, I'll ask Madeline, his sister. And his younger, younger sister. Younger sister, yes. But I can tell you, it did not sound like Madeline. It sounded like Jack. But I was just like, you know, okay. So he went and checked with Madeline, and they had been upstairs, you know, playing with the hamster, their hamster sitting. <laughs> and so, yeah, neither one of them called me. And so I was like, okay, or received a call. Or received the call. Mm-hmm. So I decided to look at my call log on my phone, and I saw the call that I placed after that call um, to Ken's mobile, and then I saw the call placed to the home phone. Right. And then before that was a call an hour before that I had made to my doctor's. There so was no lo- there was no record. There's no record on your phone. Correct. Of the call that the first call that you made where you talked to your son who wondered why you weren't at home and was worried about you. Correct. And Jana, you heard that. I heard yep. I you heard, heard all I heard of her, this. the whole thing. Yep. Wow. Yeah, pretty And bizarre. I and I got to say I I did check uh, cuz we had dinner the other night here. And I did check uh, Claire's phone to look at her call logs to see if one of them had a number. Because she's such a liar. Had a n- no, <laughs> I she, like to she tell asked stories. Me, she asked me, do you have any explanation? I thought about it, and I said, yeah. you know what, let me look at your phone, just in case there's a, you know, sometimes there's a number next to a call when you mm-hmm, call that number mm-hmm. twice. Nothing. Yeah. Folks, everything is exactly how Claire described it. Yeah. There is the call that she made to her doctor earlier in the day, and then there is the one call where she called back... To her husband's phone, and then the call next call shows up is the call when she called home. Yes, that's correct. So somehow, who, how? We it's don't been a couple know. days. Have you guys figured this out <laughs> no, yet? No, no, we have not. Well, do you want to share what happened to you this morning, um, Claire? Well, be- before we do that, before we okay. do the, the, this morning, let me okay. just say that if anyone has an explanation, because there's, you know, uh, we've talked about being very cynical on this stuff. Uh, if you think you have an explanation. Give us a ring. Or if you have something similar like this happen, you can call us at 909-572-0278. That, that is our listener voice line, as we've uh, featured on the show before. So yeah. if, if there's a technical explanation for this, or if this has happened to you, I, I'm just blown away that you, I mean, a mother knows, a parent mm-hmm. knows the sound of their kid's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was in distress a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you heard that. And the call got dropped. You call back and your son said, no, no we're, we're up playing with the hamster. Everything's fine here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty pretty bizarre. Wow. And I called right back. Yep. After that. Yep. Right. Because you were concerned. Because yes. he was crying. And mm-hmm. Yes. And you went, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So this morning I was um, uh, out of the room where my phone was at and Claire said, you're getting a phone call. It says it's someone named Nancy. First of all, I was like, I don't know who Nancy is. Anyway. I end up calling it back, and it's one of my neighbors, and I just don't talk to her a lot, so I wasn't sure who Nancy is. But right. she said, I showed that I have a, drop, a missed call from you. I don't have anything on my call log. I, don't, I haven't called her. So she, we have each other on our call tree, 
or uh, contacts and right. she shows that I phoned her and I don't have anything <laughs> and I didn't call her. Wow. So kind of weird. But it turned out that it was an interesting phone call because she actually um, is retired and uh, worked in medicine for a urologist. And so she and I were able to talk a little bit about what's going on with me. She was able to impair some of her wisdom. <laughs> so that was kind of a trip. Is there... I don't, I don't know. It's is there a weird. connection? Is the ghost that controls the phone? I, mean, I know this is going out there, but think about it, though. If, kind if of we weird. were to buy into this... Is the ghost trying to make a connection between your neighbor who's a retired urologist and your current urological issues? Yeah. I, so if you have anything that you want to, like, get out at Mark, you can call him and tell him all of that and then blame yes. it on the ghost. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. There's nothing on my call log. Anyway, kind of bizarre. We really would like to know if any of you have had anything like this. You can leave a message for us, or we love it when you actually go onto the page and, and publicly, publicly post on our Facebook page. We're most active on there, but also we're on Twitter and Instagram at Snack A Little. And uh, let us know whether or not you've had anything like that. That's right. Be sure to check it out. Claire, thank you for being part of our show today. Thank you, Claire. Absolutely. We're so glad to have you on. I hope you tell your friends and family, which we are part of, to also listen in on the show. Absolutely. And like we said, we'll have pictures online of the food and uh, maybe a picture of Sammy Hagar somewhere. Yeah. But be sure to check us out at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. At Snackerville. Or give us a call at 909 572 0278. Leave a message. We may feature you on an upcoming show. And I'll look for that picture of me dressed up as Rick Springfield. Oh my gosh, you've got to get that. It's pretty awful, but awesome at the same time. It is awesome. I've seen it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Be sure to share our podcast with your friends. Tell them to tune in, and we'll see you next week. Bye.